Hello again. I'm Peter Alsop, and this is my Songs to Chew podcast. Thanks for making time to stop by. Today, we'll listen to a song from my What Do You Want to Do album. It's called Be Gentle Robin, and it was written by Ted Judd, who's passing on some advice to his young son, Robin. You ready? Let's listen to Be Gentle Robin. Robin and I went out for a walk, and what do you think we saw? We saw a pretty pussy cat licking at her paw. And Robin went over to play with her to pat her on the head. But first I grabbed him by the hand, and this is what I said. Be gentle, Robin. Don't squeeze the pussycat's head. Be gentle, Robin. Just pet her nice instead. While we were walking along, we saw a little boy And in his hands, as pleased as punch, he held a brand new toy And Robin went over to say hello, to see if he was nice But first I grabbed him by the hand, and I gave him this advice Be gentle, Robin, don't pull a little boy's hair Be gentle, Robin, remember you should share While we were walking along, now what do you think of that? We saw a great big fat lady in a funny looking hat. And Robin went over to say hello without a trace of fear. But first I grabbed him by the hand and I whispered in his ear, Be gentle, Robin, don't laugh or point or squeal. Be gentle, Robin, just think how you would feel. Walking along and talking about our day And all the things we'd seen and done and passed along the way And Robin, he took me by the hand and boy, my face turned red (laughs) He gave me a good talking to and this is what he said Be gentle, Daddy, don't tell me what to do Be gentle, Daddy, then I'll grow up like you I played my Appalachian Mountain dulcimer and my harmonica on that one. And I love this song because it's basically saying that if we want our children to be gentle, the best way to do that is for us to model gentleness for them in everything we do. If we see our little kid pulling the pussycat's tail or squeezing its head or doing any of the other inappropriate things that most children do when they're little and don't know any better, we can tell them to stop and then give them some useful information about how it hurts the kitty, just like it would hurt us if someone pulled our hair or squeezed our head too hard. It takes a bit of extra time and focus, but that's how we teach gentleness. I know that sometimes a stressed-out parent tries to take the time to explain things, but then when the child doesn't pick it up right away, maybe we get angry and smack them or spank them to get them to behave properly, but that doesn't really work. Well, 
Actually, sometimes it does. It gets them to stop the unwanted behavior temporarily. But we've learned that punishment doesn't really teach a child useful long-term behaviors. I remember in grad school in the 60s, I read about an experiment to show how punishment affects the learning behavior of rats in a maze. The experimenters would introduce a rat to a maze with a bit of food as a reward at the end of the maze. They would then time the rat, who would initially move around cautiously exploring, going this way and that way, until they reached the end of the maze where they got to eat the reward. Besides timing the rat, experimenters counted how many times the rat made correct choices and turned the right way, and how many times the rat made incorrect turns. The next time they put that same rat into that same maze, the rat was able to reach the end of the maze much sooner, making more and more correct turns and less and less incorrect turns. Each time they tried it, the rat's time got faster as they learned the maze until they made no incorrect turns at all. That's called positive reinforcement. Then the experimenters used the same maze with different rats, and again they timed them. But this time, instead of giving them a reward, they electrified the metal floor of the maze, and each time the rat made an incorrect turn, the experimenters pushed a little button and gave the rat just a little tiny electric shock on their little bare feet. They wanted to see if it helped the rats learn the maze faster by punishing the unwanted behaviors. Well, they discovered that the punishment worked really well to get the rat to stop making incorrect choices. However, what it also stopped was the rat's exploratory behaviors. The rats didn't make any wrong turns because they just stopped walking. They just froze there because they didn't want to get their little feet shocked. So punishment works to stop unwanted behaviors, but it comes with the cost that the little punished critter stops exploring and never learns how to navigate the maze in an effective way. I'm guessing that we don't want our kids to live in fear like that and that we want them to explore and even make mistakes because that's how we learn new skills. I noticed the word choices also that Ted made while writing this song. Remember when Robin encountered the pussycat and the little boy and even the big lady? His dad grabbed him. He didn't say, hey, Robin, could you come here for a minute? There's something I want to tell you. And then after he grabbed Robin, well, some of these little guys move pretty fast, don't they? Then dad told Robin what to do. Pet that pussycat nicely. I'm sure he meant gently. Share that toy with a little boy. Don't laugh or point or squeal at that big lady. Just think how you would feel. No one really likes to be told what to do, right? Of course, using kind of rough words like grab and by commanding someone else what to do, Ted perfectly sets up the last verse where Robin gives his dad a good talking to and says, don't tell me what to do. Be gentle, daddy. Then I'll grow up like you. I kind of get a lump in my throat sometimes when kids have it more together than us grown-ups do. And you probably also noticed that currently I'm not saying big fat lady right now. I recorded the song in 1983, almost 40 years ago, and we've all learned that there are much better, more gentle ways to talk about people these days. For a while, I changed it to big rich lady, but I've stopped that now too. I'm going with just great big lady, but that's probably upsetting for some big people. We're getting better and better, but we're not there yet. It's all a work in progress. I got spanked as a child, but I've never hit my kids. I believe that hitting a child teaches them that violence is an acceptable way to solve a problem. With armed conflict currently happening in numerous places around the globe and the threat of nuclear warfare still a possibility, it makes sense to teach children other options for resolving conflicts. If we refuse to see violence as a solution to our problems, they will learn that from us and search for other ways to resolve their own difficulties. Many of the plastic guns and other commercial war toys and games designed for boys encourage violence rather than negotiation skills. Many of the heroic role models for little boys are men who are shut off from our feelings. 
When our feelings are unavailable, we're less able to make informed, humane decisions about how to proceed, and violence that comes out of fear is much more likely to occur. No one wants to learn a new skill with a critical parent or teacher hanging over us, watching to see if we make a mistake. When we try new things ourselves, we usually learn from our own mistakes, and good teachers know the best way to learn is by doing. Woody Guthrie, the famous American folk singer, knew this, and when people would ask him to teach them how to play the guitar, Woody would say something like, Sure, just get yourself a guitar, plank your butt up against the wall, and start fiddling with the strings. And when you got a crowd around you big enough to take up a collection, you know how to play the guitar. Most parents want our children to do what's expected and to look good to others. Some of us have difficulty watching our kids make mistakes, especially in front of others. It can bring up our own fears that others might think we're not good parents. When we model fear and shame about ourselves in front of our children, we can pass on our own fears and shame to them, and that can undermine their sense of self-worth. Sometimes we tell children how they should be instead of giving them usable information to help them correct what they're doing to make it work better. We can change what we do, but it's difficult to change who we are. It's also difficult for many parents to accept direct and clear criticism back from children who may be letting us know in a very healthy way that they're angry about having their kid boundaries crossed by invasive parenting. That's never an easy discussion to have, but it's important to have the courage to go through a conversation like that, being as gentle and loving as we can. At some point in our family relationships, parents need to stop parenting children and work to have an adult friendship with them. We need to honor the fact that each of us have our own path, even our own children. It's all about how we do it and who's involved and our timing. Okay, that's enough chewing for today. I'm Peter Rossop. I hope to see you again next week. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll listen to another song to chew. Bye for now.